0: Hey, how's it going folks? I've not put out one of these podcast episodes for ages. Well, let me just have a look. I've got one loaded up here in my fireside.fm. Does it have a date? 25th of May 2021. That's insane. I've been spending a lot of time making YouTube videos. That's really where all of my creative attention has been going. And I thought, well, are they not kind of the same thing? You know, it's all content, isn't it? It's all me rambling into a microphone about my journey into recovery from alcoholism and addiction. So, why don't I just start taking some of the videos that I make, take the audio from those videos and put them up on my podcast feed? So, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to go back through them all. If you want to have a look at them, you can just go to my YouTube channel, which would probably be the best idea anyway, because you get to see some nice scenery from round about the Isle of Arran, where I live. And there's some music background, there's some b-roll stuff. I've been working hard on my videos and trying to make them more appealing. And I, you know, I really enjoy making them. I enjoy the, the technical side of it. I love gear. I love cameras and microphones and all of that stuff. Plus of course the, the exercise aspect, the, the hiking that I've been doing, getting into the hills over the summer has been fantastic. That would have started round about May, so that's perhaps why the podcast's kinda dwindled a little bit. Cause I was getting out most weeks, at least for one decent length hike. And uh, I started filming those because I was enjoying a lot of other people's outdoor content, and uh, thought I would make my own. So that's been a great—it's been a great summer actually making content. But anyway, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to put the audio to my most recent YouTube video on this one, where I was talking about what Step Three means to me—Step Three of Alcoholics Anonymous. Which is the step where God first gets mentioned, but I won't, I won't explain it all here because it's all explained in the audio that I'm going to stick on here. Once I stop this introductory ramble, so yeah, stick around and uh, I'll start putting out audio content a lot more often in my podcast feed. So if that's your preferred way of of consuming what I do, then you know, like and subscribe and all that. And uh, yeah, so here we go. So here's what step three of Alcoholics Anonymous means to me It goes like this Three Made the decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him So It's quite simple and also very complicated (laughs) Why is it complicated? Well, because it mentions God That's why Now when I got into AA, I was beat I was on my knees, I was surrendered, right? And in every meeting I've been to of AA, they have the steps up on the wall. It's a big sheet. And some of them also have the 12 traditions. So 12 steps and 12 traditions, they are kind of what you need to get sober. So when it mentioned God, you know, I wasn't freaked out. I didn't find that it wasn't for me, but when I came into AA, you know, I had already come to my own conclusions. And so will you. So will you. What it means to me now is that, you know, after 16 years of sobriety and following Alcoholics Anonymous, really for at least 10 years, you know, going to regular meetings and reading the big book and having a sponsor, you know, doing everything that was expected of me it you know the idea in my head now of what God is to me is it really just means that I'm not in control you know that's all I have to acknowledge and I'm not handing my will in my life over to the care of God as I understand him in step three I'm simply making a decision to do that so I'm acknowledging the fact that I'm not in control. You know, it's, it's not my show. <laughs> As my sobriety grows, I come to understand more and more that that's kind of the key to a happy life, is acknowledging that I'm not in control. And, you know, self-will run riot. That's, that's a phrase from the big book that sticks in my mind a lot. It's the idea that you know my life would be good if only it weren't for whatever you know <laughs> and it's it's something that you know I'm 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 looking at a lot now through meditation and through through reading learning how to become kind and loving you know that's really for me what it's all about And one of the books that's really helping me with that now is called The Power of Now, which I'm about halfway through. I've probably mentioned it before on my channel. And you can expect a review to come out when I finish the book because it's it's that good. And ironically, it was recommended to me in an AA meeting back in probably around 2006. And it's been sitting on my shelf ever since then. Never read it, you know. So God for me is is something that's in my life but at the end of the day it's just a word. It's really just a word that we attach to something that we don't understand because that's how people are. You know, without words to describe things or to understand things, it's very difficult to communicate about those things. You know, like, this is my phone. It's an iPhone. That's just a word that tells you what it is so that you can relate to it in your head. When we're talking about abstract concepts, you know, let's take time for example. You know, I can mention the word time to you and it means something specific to you. I mean, I know that we have seconds and hours and minutes and all of those divisions that are the same for all of us, but you know, if you go back to when the the creatures were crawling out of the primordial ooze, and you mentioned time to them, you know, providing of course that they had enough intelligence to understand what you were saying, it would be a meaningless concept. And so you know trying to describe something outside of us without a word to do that is impossible. So, I think that's where the word God has, has got its meaning from, is a way of communicating with one another exactly what it is in our minds, because, you know, for every individual, that concept is, is unique. You know, I wouldn't expect any two people to have exactly the same concept of God and in meetings i've heard it said that god can simply mean the group you know the power of the group where the energy levels the vibrational frequency of each person in that room that the healthy people in particular who are there to share that experience strength and hope you know when those frequencies resonate together it forms something that you can't really put into words You know, and I have experienced this in meetings before when I've gone in feeling pretty, pretty low and come out feeling amazing, you know, like transformed and believing that that transformation has come through the power of the group. And when I get back home and I'm on my own and my own energy levels are much, much lower on their own, you know, it goes away and I start to lose that feeling of connectedness and harmony and belonging to something bigger than myself. You know, that's what God is to me. The idea of people coming together in communion, you know, which is, you know, what I get from church. I used to go to church from time to time and communion's part of the church here in Scotland. It's a, a Protestant thing might be other religions too, I don't even know. Um, where people come together with a shared belief and create some kind of vibrational frequency that that becomes palpable, you know. If you were to walk into a room I mean this is what happens when you walk into a room of A feeling downtrodden and very low and then listening to the stories that people share and feeling that vitality. And how those vibrations Those frequencies Those energies All come together To to transmit To radiate And it's difficult to To close yourself off to that If you're open to that When you're in a room You can't help but be Be moved by that you're Moved by the spirit Or moved by God You know again Just words right But the feeling The feeling of transformation is real. And I know that for a fact because I've experienced it many, many times. And you can too. If you can start to live a sober life and find other people to commune with. You know, that's what AA is all about. Now I do miss AA meetings. I haven't been for a long time. AA where I live is, it's not what it once was, you know. But I think through making my content, and through sharing my thoughts, through reading, through meditation, through self-care, self-love, growing into becoming a better human, you know, these are all, I feel like I'm levelling up in my my sobriety now. So the idea of making a decision to hand my will and my life over to the care of God as I understand Him, you know, it's, it's not a difficult thing, but it is something that I forget it's not my default behaviour and so when life starts to pile up and I start to feel overwhelmed and stressed because I'm not achieving my goals, I'm not, you know, people are getting in my way, you know, I had planned to do a video and then something happened that was unexpected and so, you know, I need to learn to hand that over, (laughs) you know. To remember, to remember, to hand it over, to make that decision, to turn my will and my life over to the energy, the boundless energy that's out there, of which I am but a small part. So that's a bit of a rambly way to tell you what Step 3 of Alcoholics Anonymous means to me.